Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Friday, June 10th, 2022. It is a perfect day here by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. I think the temperature is something like 68 degrees. There's a breeze. Um, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's Friday. So all of that is uh, welcome news. So yeah, exactly two weeks since the last life report. Uh, two weekends ago, yeah, it was Memorial Day Friday. So when I last recorded one of these. So that weekend, we went to Philadelphia for 20, 20 hours, actually. Uh, we went down on Saturday morning. Late morning, we left. Uh, easy drive down the turnpike and then across the Delaware River. There's several bridges that are basically called the Delaware River Bridge. But yeah, this is the Delaware River Toll Bridge, which is 276. So you exit the turnpike uh, and then cross 276 and get on across this bridge. And then you get on 95 South um, through North Philly down into Philadelphia. And then you, at that point, you're at the... Uh, is that how we got in? No, yeah, then down the Schuylkill Expressway. It's kind of confusing. Uh, it's kind of confusing because 95, um, the, actu- the actual, like, uh, which roads are called 95 changes uh, be- due to the New Jersey Turnpike. Um, if you're into interstates like I am, you may have read Wikipedia pages on this, uh, <laughs> which I certainly have. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, then we were down, yeah, 95... Um, to the 76, yeah, and then the Vine Street Expressway. Is that how we did it? I can't remember. Um, but anyway, Philadelphia, I love it. I haven't been there in, um, when was the last time I was in Philadelphia? Two years ago? That was for Gabe's wedding. Um, and I'm just remembering now that I technically played a gig because I think, um, played music with, uh, JP and Drew as, Gabe and Cameron came down the aisle, but that was the last time I was in Philly uh, for their wedding. So we went to Philly, and uh, when we got there, it was too early to check into the hotel. That's right. So dropped off Julian Oliver at the Reading Market, which if you've been to Philly, it's like the huge indoor um, food market hall. Uh, I went and parked the car, came back, ate lunch in there, and then we went to the Franklin Institute, which is the Great Science Museum in um, in Philly, right on Ben Franklin Parkway, uh, and that was a great time. Franklin Institute is an excellent museum. We went to the planetarium there. Uh, it was Oliver's first planetarium show, and it was um, a thing on the season, so it kind of explained why we have seasons on Earth. It was really good, and for me, a very exciting part was at the very end, when the show ended and the credits began and the lights slowly came up, the exit music was Season Cycle by XTC from their um, actually very seasonal, seasonally focused album, Skylarking, uh, so I was excited about that. But the Franklin Institute is really cool, and they had a, um, they had a technology or machinery section and in there, they they had an Apple One computer, i.e. one of those Apples from the 70s, which is like the first one or the second one prototype. This, I guess this was the first one. But 
there's the the motherboard and then there's a wooden <laughs> wooden case keyboard a tape deck like uh that played data cassettes which i fondly recall that functionality and technology from my vic 20 so they had a tape deck and uh the monitor was a very old looking monitor and steve wozniak's Woz signature was on the box and then they also had a macintosh classic not as rare but this one had a bunch of Apple Luminary signatures on it, including Steve Jobs, um, which is cool. I don't care so much about autographs in general, but I really do love old Apple computers. So that was great to see. So the Franklin Institute was nice. And I had my usual thing about I didn't know where to park. Every time I go to other cities, I'm anxious about parking because I don't know their rules and their system and their unwritten system. So the parking lot for the Franklin Institute was full when we got there and some on-street parking I saw was kind of taken up so I didn't know what to do so then I found this spot kind of behind the Franklin Institute on one of the little cute side streets and it looked okay and it was too good to be true because the block across the street and the block behind it had a little meter machine but this one didn't and it said something about like anyone can park here except sector two which is like I don't even know what that is um but I was like, you know what? The worst thing that happens is we get a ticket. And while we were in the meeting, in the meeting, in the museum, at in that Apple computer room, I could see our the car parked uh, from the window of the museum, and there were no tickets. And I said, okay, all that's all going well. And uh, yeah, so no ticket. So after that, we decided to go and check out the Liberty Bell, which Oliver has been fascinated about because. Uh, as you all know, he is very into bells and has been for a long time now. So we went to the Liberty Bell, and it was fine. It was, you know, there's not much to it. It's just a big bell, and it has a crack in it. But they have it set up nicely because it's sort of at the end of this very small little small indoor museum where they give you the history of the bell itself and how it relates to, um, well, just how how it, it's historical importance. And then when you get to the end of this little, very small, you know, museum in quotes, uh, there's the Liberty Belt. And it's it's in front of a full floor to ceiling little glass wall. And behind that glass wall across the street is Independence Hall. So it makes for a nice sort of image. Uh, but it was free because it's a national park. And I was glad to finally see that in my life after all these years. I went to the Liberty Bell. Um, and after that, we ate dinner at sitting outside at PJ Clark's across the street, which would have been great, except uh, they oddly had weird service that night. <laughs> so uh, everything was late, but that's okay. Um, I say oddly because you realize how things usually work so smoothly at restaurants because people are generally great that work at restaurants. Um but it's notable only because Julie complained and she never does that. So I was like, Ooh, she must be, um, she's getting frustrated. So I was like, wow, but good food. And, um, yeah, I had a yard beer or something. What's it called? The yard something in Philly, something local, nothing too awesome. Just a good local beer. And, um, then we checked in the hotel and I was, I could have gone out and done something and I was too tired. I just watched the Mets game on TV. Uh, they were playing the Phillies, so it was on. And I for there were so there's so many great things to do in Philadelphia, but I was like, oh, I'll just stay in because I'm tired. But then I thought I should have gone to the barcade. 
because um, I forgot that was a barcade in Philly, but oh well. Next morning, I went for a run. I went running all the way up Benjamin Ben Franklin Parkway, all the way up the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art, the Rocky Steps. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And then we drew, we left Philadelphia. We drove to um, Princeton. I wanted to stop in Princeton because I wanted to go to the Princeton Record Exchange and sell back a CD and hopefully get a couple of things. So we parked in Princeton and walked around and got pizza and went to toy stores and bookstores. Um, if you've been to Princeton, you probably know the bookstore Labyrinth, which is right there on the main drag, which I can't remember what it's called right now. What is that main street called? Nassau Street? Broad Street? Is Broad Street the one in Athens, Georgia? And then um, Jazam is the toy store. And then I was at the Princeton Record Exchange. And I picked up a couple of things there. I picked up a 2002 re-release of the Ryko disc Imperial Bedroom by Elvis Costello. I got Ragged Glory by Neil Young and Crazy Horse on cassette. And Old in, in the Way, the classic Jerry Garcia bluegrass album from the 70s, I got on CD on in a classic 90s Ryko disc version, which if you rem- remember Ryko discs CDs in the 90s, it's those... The uh, cases are green translucent, so they have a very distinctive look, which I love. And I've never owned Olden in the Way, so now I do. Gorgeous day in Princeton, and, um, you know, in the past when I've gone to Princeton, I always try to find street parking, and it's very hard to find, and they have these weird things where it's like 30-minute parking only, including Sundays, which is crazy. But then I finally decided uh, to go into the parking garage, which is kind of in the middle of downtown Princeton, hidden away from everything and that's what I will be doing going forward because (laughs) we were we were out and about for a couple of hours and came back and when I put in the card to pay it says it was like something like two dollars and 25 cents I was like oh this this is what I will be doing when I next come to Princeton Uh, but I love Princeton it's very small and very nice and very cute Um, it's it's actually very small as a college town Um, I don't know what it would be like to go to Princeton go go there I still feel a town like Ann Arbor is the perfect college town because it is small and you can know it completely, but it is also pretty large. And it ex- there's a world without the university too, and that world is very cultural, culturally and arts aware. Um, great place, but they all can't be Ann Arbor, I guess. But anyway, Princeton, great time. Oh, and then we stopped at a very nice suburban, brand new Target on the way home, right outside of Princeton in Monmouth. Uh, junction and that was great we did like picked up like this huge thing that you do when you have a car and you go to target like toilet paper and some enormous um, enormous dome size and oliver got some beloved bluey stuffed animal toys that he's been dying for for a couple of weeks (laughs) so that was the big memorial day um holiday oh and then the next on monday i Got a car wash at Golden Touch on 4th Avenue. Paid my respects to the Marky Ramon signed uh, bass drum head that's above the register there at Golden Touch. And had a Topo Chico while my car went through the thingy. And then went to Wegmans. Um, These are the little things I love doing, going to Wegmans by myself. I would love it if any family member came with me, but they do not like to come to Wegmans. So I go by myself. And I go to the car wash by myself. That's fine. So, other news from the past couple of weeks, nothing too out of the ordinary. Had a lot of, as, as happens in the summer, lots of stoop visits, roof hangs, etc. 
And in this past week, what did we have? We had my friend Greg McCarthy came over to the stoop. He he works at Other Half, so he brought some Other Half beers. Um, we had, let's see, my friends Eric and Debbie had people on their roof. Um, and I went over with my bro-in-law, Dhruv, and had some wine and beer and, uh, well, beer? Yeah, I think we had beer. Wine and whiskey, mostly. And listen to some Chicago blues, and that was a good night. Um, and uh, let's see that. Oh, that Friday was nice too because it was uh, my niece, my older niece Olivia's fourteenth birthday, which is insane to me. But we went to Frajoli, which is on Court Street, and Frajoli is this awesome Italian restaurant. They now have a backyard, which maybe they did before. I had no idea. But anyway. Frajoli was great, and we used to go a lot when all the kids, Oliver and my nieces, were very young. And when they were all very young, Oliver especially had, like, a stroller and all that, and he was hard to deal with, and the girls were young too. So we used to all go as a, like, big extended family to Frajoli often for dinner on random Friday and Saturday nights. This is, like, eight years ago. And then their staff, which is nice, but... I guess sometimes, <laughs> I don't know, they they were, I, I thought they were fine, but I guess they put up a stink about the stroller or something one night, and my sister-in-law got so upset with them, she declared that we were all never going back, and so we never went back, which was too bad because the food is incredible there. Um, so I was like, well, I guess that Frajoli chapter is closed. But then, like, a year later, this is still, like, now seven years ago, I learned because it was an accidental sort of like revelation from one of my nieces that they had started, uh, that my in-laws and my nieces had started ordering Frajoli takeout, thus going against the grand declaration to boycott Frajoli because they were rude to us about the stroller situation. So basically, my sister-in-law, who was the one that said we're never going back, couldn't resist Frajoli and started um, sort of under un, like not telling anyone but started ordering dinner from there again um so at that point i was like well i guess we could go to Frajoli if we want um but we randomly didn't for no reason and now and then when we had this birthday dinner family birthday dinner last week it was at Frajoli. so i feel like the uh the circle has come around i wouldn't say it's complete although i guess circles can never be complete except they can only complete once and then you can keep going around the circle so i hope we keep going around the Frajoli circle because i like Frajoli. um so that was the friday night that was fun and more people meeting up with that weekend which would be last weekend on sunday met up with uh, my bandmate gabe and um also our friend alec bemis uh proprietor of brassland records and we had lunch at Walters in Fort Greene. And if you've been to Walters, which is right there in the corner across the street from Fort Greene Park, it has like some outdoor tables now on, um, what is that street? Portland Place. But on the main street that, what is that street called? Is it Clinton or Lafayette? The main street that runs alongside the bottom of Fort Greene Park. They have two tiny little tables outdoors that are up on this little one step up deck. And it is, they are the most cozy, awesome tables, and we got one. So it was this heavenly lunch of sitting at the best table at one of the best restaurants, casual restaurants in Brooklyn, and just watching people go by and looking at Fort Green Park. So it was great. 
great lunch, great to catch up with them. And then that day, um, took Oliver to St. Mary's Playground, which is his current fave playground in the neighborhood. It's that playground on Smith Street, down by uh, like Huntington, underneath the F and G train tracks that when they come out of the tunnel. Um, and then met up with old pal Nate Martinez, uh, Nate Natron, who, if you remember, we delivered cookies to um, a couple of weeks ago to their stoop. So met up with Nate, um, and we had a couple of beers at Bar Great Harry, and then Nate came over to the stoop for one last one, and Oliver hung out with us out front, and it was great. Uh, so great to talk to uh, Nate, someone who I've played music with a bunch over the years and also whose music I've been a fan of over the years. Um, Pela and Thieving Irons and all sorts of stuff he's done. And, um, oh, I played with... He and I both played uh, with Bob Weir at the King's Theater on the tour, that the Campfire tour with um, Josh Kaufman and Scott and Brian and Aaron Dessner. So anyway, it was good to hang out with Nate. And um, so, yeah, that concludes the um, all of these random summertime outdoor hangs for the past couple of weeks. I love it. And then this week's been quiet. Uh, Oliver didn't have school for two days because of um, two clerical days on the school calendar. One was citywide, and then apparently one was Brooklyn only. But anyway, if you're a Brooklyn public school kid, you only had school Monday, Wednesday, and Friday this week. Um, so Oliver was home for two days. And yesterday, he uh, he and I well, basically stayed home all day because I was working, but then he wanted to go to St. Mary's Playground. So we went to St. Mary's, and then, of course, we had FNF Pizza that we brought home on the way back. And that is the week in just general whateverness. Phew. Guess I'll move on to some media stuff. TV, I've been watching TV because of that Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which is still pretty good. I wish they would include classic Star Wars music, at least just some like elements and drops because that would sort of tie it in everything. I, I get why they would not want to, but you know, if you see Darth Vader, you should hear like, the Imperial March. But anyway, Obi-Wan Kenobi is pretty good. Book. I am still reading uh, The History of Bones by John Lurie, uh, the New York avant-garde musician and actor. And it continues to be insane because he is insane. Um, what a life. Crazy life. Crazy book. Great book. Um, and music. I've listened to a lot of records, um, well, albums online. Um, so let me go through these. My favorite was uh, Flicted, which is like conflicted, but like apostrophe flicted by Bruce Hornsby, new Bruce Hornsby album. I'd say it's its second in a row where you just can't categorize it. It sounds like nothing else. It's so like pop and catchy and well-made and sophisticated and elegant with beautiful melodies. and But also it's mildly avant-garde, I would say. So yeah, new Hornsby is awesome. And there's some special guests on it. Um, Danielle Himes on it. Um, I think Ezra from Vampire Weekend's on it. And someone else famous too, and I can't remember. But anyway, Bruce Hornsby, that's my my album of the week. Um, Listen to Harry's House by Harry Styles. Uh, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I like how he's trying to kind of be... It's like, it reminds me of um, Stevie Wonder albums. Not that it's anywhere near as good, just saying that that's sort of the vibe I get where it's like clearly very well made and also just has this like broad appeal that's um pretty engaging i listened to the new yeah 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 song 
called Sitting Off the Edge of the World. It is awesome. Sounds like the yeah, yeah, yeahs, and it's so good, and um, I'm glad they're back. Big Time by Angel Olsen, new Angel Olsen album, very good. Um, has a kind of like folk vibe to it. It is an excellent album with great singing and just well-made, great songs. Uh, I listened to the new Horse Girl album, their debut, Horse Girl from Chicago, who are three, I think, teens, or four teens, but they're teens, or just barely 20s or something. New on Matador, uh, it's just great, kind of indie fuzz guitar, indie pop, love it. What else? Listen to the new album by Stars. Stars, the uh, Montreal band, uh, the Broken Social Scene Associated band. It's called From Capleton Hill, which reminds me of a very early star song, which is still my favorite star song called On Peak Hill. Uh, but anyway, this album is called From Capleton Hill, and it is exactly what you want from stars if you know them. Uh, just um, really pretty songs that are kind of all little worlds to themselves with great um, female and male vocals. Sharon Van Etten, the new Sharon Van Etten. We've been going about this all wrong. Um, very good. It's getting rave reviews and I can see why. I'm not sure I'll listen to it again, but I thought it was, um, really fantastic. It's kind of like, feels like a classic album. So great Sharon Van Etten record. Then I mentioned Old in the Way, the Jerry Garcia Bluegrass project, also with, um, Vassar Clements and, uh, who else was in it? Peter Rowan. Um, anyway, Old in the Way. If you've never listened to Old and in the Way, I highly recommend it. It's just great bluegrass and, um, yeah, features Jerry Garcia and some really stellar bluegrass musicians. And it's from like 1973. And then as also mentioned, I picked up Imperial Bedroom. I picked up a new copy of Imperial Bedroom by Elvis Costello, which is my favorite Elvis Costello album. And if you pushed me. I would say it's my favorite album of all time, Imperial Bedroom by Elvis Costello. And then just this morning, I listened to Roscoe's Dream, the new album from Mapache, M-A-P-A-C-H-E. And they are a duo from L.A. And yeah, I mean, this sounds like if Graham Parsons were to make an album in the year 2022. It's just really dreamy West Coast folk, acoustic folk pop like with great vocals, like Everly Brothers style harmonizing. Highly recommended. Roscoe's Dream by Mapache. And I think with that, that's kind of it. Um, no big plans for the weekend. So who knows what I'll talk about next time. But um, oh, I'm going away next weekend. So I'll be able to talk about that when I return. Um, all right. That's enough of me and this. Uh, so yeah, this has been episode 87 of the Conrad Life Report. Recording here by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn on um, Friday, June the 10th, 2022. Have a good one. Uh, reach out if you wish. Oh, I will be in um, Colorado in a week if anyone is out there. Um, okay, talk soon. <laughs>